Hello and welcome to Pretty Sure It's Pretty Cure. I'm Cure Jessica. I'm Cure Jade. And I'm Cure Frank. This week we will be discussing episodes, uh, I almost said next week's episodes because I was thinking about what we need to watch next week. So uh, many. This week we will be discussing episodes 14, 15, and 16 of the very first season of Futari Wa Pretty Cure. guys feeling this week after these three episodes i really like two of them <laughs> <laughs> i really like two of them and man ugh. all right well we will get yeah. into that <laughs> how about you jade how are you feeling i i feel like they're better than some of the weeks we've had before but like last mm. week peaked yeah. hopefully that's not like the peak though yeah. yeah all right well let's get into it the first episode we watched this week was episode 14 are you kidding pretty cure imposters go wild <laughs> that title just hit me i just like... <laughs> do you mean it sounds like a bad porno it sounds like a porn because the go wild is just associated with porn. Yeah. Like pretty sure imposters go wild. The plot of this episode is uh not, not in fact a porno. Our, yeah, are horrified <laughs> to find out that there's a knockoff porno made based on that. <laughs> oh god, now I'm thinking about it and I don't want to. <laughs> Like, right. do they transform when nope i'm done <laughs> oh jesus now it's never gonna get out of my head stumble across that sailor moon hentai as a kid the what <laughs> now there was like a sailor uh, like a relatively famous sailor moon slash dragon ball z porn where it's like Go sleeping with Sailor Moon. I don't know. I've never actually watched it. But man, my in the pre-Google days, my little baby search engine stuff back in the AOL dial-up days, I stumbled across it on accident like multiple times, just like screenshots and stuff. And I'd be like, ah, no, my, my tiny infant eyes. <laughs> anyway. Jesus. <laughs> I don't I'm really want glad it. that like safe search exists now. No kidding. <laughs> oh. All right. Are you kidding? Pretty cure imposters go wild. Um <laughs> So the episode opens, we've got, you know, Dark King talking to Poisony, get me the stones, and you know, villains doing their villain their villainy the villain chat. <laughs> We've Pretty got to and disappoint them and all that. And then we get to the actual episode and they're in cooking class. And while they're in cooking class, Nagisa and Honoka are hearing all these rumors. 
by the way, as they're cooking the, in this class, uh, they're they're making cakes, which I want to know what advanced class they are in that they are up to making cakes. This is a thing that happens in anime. Yeah. A lot. Like, I don't know if in Japan they're home, like they have more home ec classes in general and their home ec classes are just more advanced. But like, I never baked in school. <laughs> no. I, I, yeah, I, I made cakes at school. Like, That's it was awesome. like a, a wow. Victoria sponge, but like once because I dropped it after year nine. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we made. I I know. I think we made like cookies, but you have to be in a specific cooking class to make cakes, and even then, I mean. But it looks like yeah. they all have little ovens and stuff. This happens in Card Captor Sakura a lot too, yeah. where it seems like they have classrooms designed with a bunch of little mini kitchens yeah. to teach the babies cooking. Which right, is kind of neat. right. But like that's what. My school had two rooms like that. He would share an oven between two people, and you would, for a quarter of the year, you would have like a couple of classes a week where you'd go in there. Yeah, so that. Anyway, um, so yes, they are hearing all about Pretty Cure. They're hearing all about Pretty Cure, and Nice is freaking out, right? I think they're both kind of freaking out. They're both worried that they've been discovered, that their secret identity. Which been discovered because they transformed well, as... in front of those two girls last episode who are the two girls we are going to focus on this episode right whose names are kyoko and natsuko kyoko and natsuko though i have no okay. idea which is which no i didn't <laughs> catch that uh and i also like pointing out that this is my favorite thing about superhero things where they're like you did absolutely nothing to disguise what you look like when you're being a superhero what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> well, and this is the thing is they've transformed right in front of the enemy like several times. At this yeah. Point. But, but because they've done that and because they haven't seen a lot of civilians when they're transformed, I have no idea if we're meant to assume that there's like a Sailor Moon style magical identity hider going on. Right, because in Sailor Moon, there's nothing covering them up either. Like, you know, right? you're wearing a tiara, it's clearly just still you, right? But maybe like, it's... So, I always assumed that there was, like, magic involved. Yeah. These two have got different haircuts. They're completely different people now. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Okay. <laughs> Actually, well, like, you know, I, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. But, like, we don't actually know if their transformation hides their identity at all. I don't think it's ever come up in the show. Like, we've never seen them talking to someone they know while transformed and that person not recognizing them. So we don't yeah. know. I mean, the vice principal recognized them a couple of episodes ago, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Or maybe he just assumed they were random students. They know. looked the right age. Maybe he didn't recognize which students, but just assumed they must be. Anyway, so they're like, oh no, oh no, have our identities been discovered because everyone's talking about, have you heard about Pretty Cure? There's Cure White and there's Cure Black and they fight bad guys. And oh yeah, we saw them just the other day and they're all going like, what? What? Uh, yes, and Cure White is like, 
they say really positive things and but she's also like this and then they say cure black is positive things and then say really really mean things about cure black (laughs) (laughs) i just enjoyed that immensely yeah and and they're like no i mean uh this is the first time i'm hearing this and i have no reason to feel defensive at all (laughs) (laughs) it should be noted after all of these uh all of this rumor exchanging because uh, they do all this rumor exchanging with their friends and everybody finding out about, you know, the pretty cures. After all of this rumor exchanging where they're going like, oh no, like, what are we going to do? And what do people know? And how do they know it? You know, and they talk specifically to Kyoko and Natsuko who are trying to be like cagey about what they are doing. So they're talking about themselves. But... <laughs> right. Uh, but after all this... This is what I noticed about this cooking class. The teacher comes up and says, and is like mad at them. And she's like, you haven't made any progress on your cakes. And this was notable to me just because as someone who like, because sometimes we would have, we never baked in class, but you know, you'd have days where you were working on, you know, big, fun, hands-on projects. And like, man, like, Japanese kids must be expected to be so much more disciplined because it was basically expected that if you were doing that in class, you'd be goofing off and talking to each other (laughs) while you did it. Well, I mean, I assume that they had like a thing they needed to decorate the cakes because um, Nagisa had to was cutting up strawberries and there was like frosting. And that was assumed that that was what they had to do for the cakes today. But like, decorated like cookies and cupcakes in school before and it's expected that you're all goofing around (laughs) well yeah Uh, i don't know i mean when we did this every week though it would be very much like you can talk to each other but also you need to not cut your fingers off as one of my friends nearly did while you're doing it (laughs) jesus and this is why we keep knives away from small children or at least not so small children like where is the thought there they're terrible i mean you you have to teach the not so small children not to cut their fingers off so the first time they're using a knife isn't when they're an adult and they don't know how to use it yeah which and I guess it does help that it's like an all girls school, so you don't have like that one asshole boy kid who's like doing working with the knife just to see if he actually can cut himself. And it's like, dude, right. I had um a guy in a math class once who, and granted, the teacher had a, did a very bad job of keeping control of the class, and he was also a guy with the least impulse control of anyone I've ever met. But he was like the epitome of that that dumb male student who would go around disrupting everything. And one time I was listening because again the teacher did not give a fuck. I was listening <laughs> to my I was listening to my Walkman in class, like I was listening to my headphones. And then he got I don't even remember why, but he was getting up on the desks and dancing around, and he stepped on my Walkman, and I was like, "Buddy, you're paying for that." <laughs> You and did he? my Walkman, you're paying for that. Oh, man. Also, I think I just dated myself. A little bit. <laughs> I had a Walkman, and it wasn't... I, iPods existed at the time, I think. Yeah. I just I'm didn't have one. Uh... Also, I'm like 
10 years younger than you, and one of my friends had a Walkman, so, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, still, you know, that's still a thing. We're not super old. So after school, they are at their um, their older lesbian mentor's takoyaki stand discussing, you know, like, oh, no, what, like, what does this mean? And uh, eating their feelings away. Eating their, I have never had takoyaki every time they show it I in know. anime. It looks so good. I know. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I know I want to eat it. It's got like a little octopus tentacle in it, doesn't it? Uh, I have no I idea. In the middle, it's got like a little octopus tentacle, which I have mixed feelings about because octopuses are my favorite animal, and I don't necessarily want to eat them. Yeah, and they're smarter than cats. They're super smart. But yeah. I guess it depends. Like, what kind of octopus are they? I mean, because some of them are smarter than others. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Um, so, but they're discussing, like, yeah, that's weird. And then they're going, wait, they said they saw the pretty cures yesterday. We didn't transform yesterday, did we? Meanwhile, Mipple and Mepple are there and they're saying, you know, feed us too. Or at least Mepple is. And Mipple's yeah, because he's a total asshole and doesn't read the room. <laughs> and Mipple, meanwhile, is like, no, I don't need to eat. I'm a lady. It's like, Mipple. <laughs> you can have some food. It's fine. <laughs> the translation I watched implied that he just overeats. I mean, also that, that probably. <laughs> yeah, like, like I said, he's a little asshole. <laughs> um, but they're like, we didn't transform. That's weird. And then I've already, I've forgotten their name of their cool takoyaki friend who I enjoy very much as a person. And who, has she been attacked by the enemy yet? No, surprisingly. So. Man. Yeah. How is she avoiding that? Well, I, I, I mean, really, there there have been some, I mean, that was actually, I think, to go, to briefly spoil, like, the 15th, like, the 16th episode, there was some, like, one of the reasons that was so frustrating about it is that, we are definitely seeing that this character, uh, that Poisony, it uh -huh. is much cleverer than it was actually portrayed. And like, there were so many wasted opportunities for that episode. Yeah, we will, we will get uh. that. But so, Akane, that's her name. But they talk to Akane, and she's like, oh yeah, I've seen them. It's like a, it's really cute. It's like a show or whatever. Go to the park. You can see uh, them too. And they're like, wait, park? Yeah, what? Um, so yeah, so they go to the park and lo and behold, they see Pretty Cure. And there is Kyoko and Natsuko and they are dressed up in adorable Pretty Cure cosplays. Uh, bless their hearts. I love them. Because yes. uh, that's so cute. Yeah. Making a cosplay with your friend. Yes. And they give actually the best summary of why like the magical girl um, series are the best one it's all about girls beating up bad guys and i'm like yes yes it's very <laughs> very good and so nagisa and honoka like confront them basically and it's like hey let's sit down and talk um why are you doing this <laughs> um and then they explain that 
basically they were hanging out in the park and talking about Pretty Cure because they'd seen them amongst themselves and saying, ah, they were really cool. And um, whichever, again, I have no idea which one's Kyoko and which one's Natsuko. Uh But the short haired one is like, nah, I'm Cure Black. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And the other one's like, no, you're not. And she's like, yeah, no. And then some kids come up and they're like, hey, what's Pretty Cure? What's that cool thing you were doing? And they're like, oh yeah, Pretty Cure. They're like these superheroes or whatever. And they're like, nuh-uh. And they're like, yeah, no, we'll show you tomorrow. <laughs> right. And my favorite thing actually about that is that it could they could have just made it like a bunch of little girls being like, aw, yay, little. But it's like a bunch of little girls and little boys. So it's yeah. like, that was super All great. All the kids get to be empowered by Pretty Cure. Which yeah. Is great. But they also just, I did write down, let's just lie to kids. Because uh, they also, yeah. oh, like, <laughs> there's, that's okay. They learned from like Nagisa and Honoka too. So we'll get to that. <laughs> I'm just impressed about how quickly they made their costumes. Uh, yeah. Right? It's very impressive because they're pretty decent costumes and they oh, yeah. made them in one night. Like, wow, you guys are pretty good. Y'all have a future as clothing design are really impressive cosplayers and so they have their cute pretty cure show and we see what that's all about and they finish explaining it to nagisa and honoka what it's all about and nagisa and honoka try to be like yep uh that's cool but maybe you shouldn't stop because safety (laughs) stop because like not that we know anything about the real pretty cure but maybe there's a real people after the real pretty cure and the girls are like you guys just don't want us to have fun and you're being really mean and you're bullying us about our like good time and they run away and the girls are like "Ugh, we should follow them in case they're targeted Um, right (laughs) and so they follow them and poisony drops down and sees them and like immediately because i wrote i wrote before this happened, I was like, is Poisony going to be fooled or is she still savvy as fuck? And the answer is, she's still savvy as fuck. Oh, yeah. And just as, like, they get to this construction zone, my favorite part is, like, Mipple and Meeple are like, we have a bad feeling about this construction zone that is clearly going to be the showdown. And it's like... God damn it, stupid stuffed animals. Of course you have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Nagisa and Honoka get there and Mipple and Meppel are like, oh, we have a bad feeling. And they look over into this. I like that construction. It makes sense. I understand from a writing perspective why so many battles in anime mm-hmm. and also in action things in general happen in construction areas. Because you want a cool big place for people to fight where you can reasonably expect that nobody else will be and also it's full of dangerous stuff it's like it it makes sense but like i also love that like you can just rely on like oh there's construction happening over there yeah there's gonna be a big fight like right there well (laughs) and like the, the two friends are like literally standing right next to the edge of the building so it's like nipple nipple we can see with our own eyes that this is no good. Yeah. So they look over and their two friends are standing on the edge of the building and everyone's like, oh, I have a bad feeling. And it's like, yeah, no joke. <laughs> no joke. You have a bad feeling. Yes. Because they're, they're like, 
about to jump off the edge of a building. So the girls mm-hmm. run into the dangerous construction site and up to the top of the building. <laughs> and uh, and Poisony's there. And Poisony's like, hey, brainwashed your friends, made them evil. Can Poisony just brainwash the pretty cures? I, magic powers. Yeah, we're just going to assume they have pretty cure magic protection. Because otherwise, like, she could just do what she did to these girls to them and be like, hey. Right. She- Give me the cell phones you've got. Right bye. Right bye. <laughs> Did it. Yes. And then the show's over and the world ends. So the pretty cure girls are evil, or at least brainwashed, and they then have this really awesome, kinda long fight that goes between them being brainwashed and actively fighting. While also avoiding the Zakenna controlled wrecking balls and various other machinery. Yeah. So which is cool stuff a... for Zakenna to possess some wrecking balls yeah. and stuff. But it goes between them fighting and then also then when they're not fighting. Like anytime it looks like Naisa and Honoka are gonna get the upper hand, they go from fighting to putting themselves in danger. So Nagisa and Honoka then have to go back and re-engage to rescue them. I spent most of this fight wondering why, now they're transformed, they didn't... Is it rainbow therapy, is it called? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, you guys, you could rainbow therapy, like, right away. When are you going to rainbow therapy? They never do rainbow therapy. Yeah. Instead, like, Poisony just kind of lets them out of their thing on her own because she wants to watch them suffer more, I guess. Uh, but they have this big old fight. At one point, one of the brainwashed girls picks up a, what are those beams called? Steel beams. Yeah, a giant steel beam to throw it on all three other girls. And it's like, man, brainwashing made you really strong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just works out. Yeah, she would, yeah, she's just... That wasn't the brainwashing. She's just an incredibly strong 13-year-old. It, she doesn't skip leg day. She doesn't skip leg day or arm day or core day. All the right. things you would need All to lift them. a gigantic steel beam. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, like, uh, Poisony, I guess, gets tired of, like, being able to brainwash them. And the girls faint. And then Nagisa and Honoka are like, yep, we're done playing with this. And says Nagisus is actually like a really bad word for a 13 year old girl and I was like wow uh-huh I don't uh, remember <laughs> I don't think there are swears in Japan and so that was probably just a translator choice right and I was like huh that was a very strong word um and then they finally remember that oh yeah we do have magic powers yeah there is this really cool thing when they're down there and the they have because they get down and they're more on ground level now they're no longer on top of building and the evil zakenas possessing you know construction cranes and and wrecking balls and whatever are going after them and the two girls are you know watching these girls save them and like somehow the moment where because the the Zakenas go to blast them and they create their beautiful pretty cure shield and shield their mm-hmm. friends and that moment where they're being all strong and saving their friends was really sweet yeah like, it was just animated in a cool way and it looked cool and i liked it i know i this was a good episode i like this one a lot so uh, yeah yeah and then the girls simultaneously pass out while saying the same thing at the same time. And that was really Yeah. 
Yeah, so they use their magic powers to defeat the Zikana, and Poisony is like, well, shit, that didn't work. Yeah, and she and she nopes out, and then we cut temporarily to the demon boy who was watching this all go down, and doing nothing? Hey, demon boy, do your job. Well, and like, I really feel like these people, even though like every day Chernabog is all like, I need these gems, and we have a time limit, and all of it. I feel like none of them have like a particular like, oh man, we really should be doing our job and working together. And it's like, nope, we've whatever. I, it's not really that important. Yeah, they don't have this really big sense of urgency. No. So- Honoka and Nagisa, no longer transformed in their school uniforms, uh, wait around for uh, Kyoko and Natsuko uh, to wake up in the construction site. And they're like, what are we doing here? And they're like, I don't know. We just found you here. Pretty curious. What are those? Because, you know, gaslighting your friends is fine when you're heroes. We didn't see any pretty cures. Don't ask too many questions about you why you woke up unconscious in a construction site. Uh, and these two girls adjust to this super fast. They're like looking at each other like, and they go, oh, well, gosh, okay. was it just a dream? Maybe, but I think that we shouldn't dress up as pretty cures anymore. Only not really. I mean, they, they like thought about it for like a whole 24 hours and then are like, Psh, whatever. Right? And then the very next day, we cut to the very next day, and they're doing it again, and they learned nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just clearly the life lesson we all got from this episode. Right? There's also there's also this great running joke wherein, uh, wherein they are getting the catchphrase wrong. Yes! Oh yeah, I didn't catch that, but you're right, they do. It's great. There's this really good there's this really good running joke through the whole thing where like everyone's talking to the girls about the pretty cures and they're saying yeah and they say like go back to the darkness from whence you came or whatever and the, and the girls are like no it's not it's return it's return to the darkness you guys this isn't where it got that's that's, that's not, not the phrase <laughs> and so that's the episode um <laughs> What did you think of it, Jessica? I thought it was cute. Um, like I said, I liked the moment in the battle when they were like protecting their friends. I liked that a lot. I like that Poisony is still the most savvy villain we've had so far. And like overall, it was fine. I think I give it four out of six cute cosplays. That's fair, Jade. Yeah, I also rated it on cos- cosplay. I gave it three of a four for overnight cosplay. Yeah, overnight cosplay. <laughs> How about you, Frank? Uh, I did. I my my takeaway from it was like uh, six out of seven. Any anyone can be a magical little girl. Aww, because <laughs> it's so nice to see when little boys and little girls watch a show, uh, watch a thing with magical girls, and being like, "Yes, I too will be a magical girl grown up." Yes, absolutely. All right, and I think that brings us to the next episode episode 15 a really dangerous family vacation which i basically was like a vacation yes vacation episode this episode reminded me a lot of a certain episode sailor moon but we'll get into it yeah yeah 
I enjoyed this one actually. This this one was like my uh, of the three. This one was my definite fave so far. Yeah, this might have been my favorite episode overall so far. Um, yeah. I I don't know if it's my fave. Um, although I because I really like the the one with Grandma. Um, but it was definitely high up there, for sure. Yeah, I really like the one with Grandma too. But it's yeah, it's a, this is a very good episode. Yeah. So um, we open up. Nagi says talking about um. Now she's going on a family vacation. She's saying, oh yeah, my dad just like booked this hotel without even asking me. What kind of 13-year-old are... Ah, yeah, we're going on a vacation. They didn't even ask my opinion. (laughs) Well, and actually that that brings up my question. um, Because like, how long is this vacation? Is it like a weekend or... It sounds like they have some time off of school. Yeah. So probably like a week or when is Golden Week? I'm googling something. Yeah, and actually the way they describe it was like a lakeside hotel or something like that. And all I could think of was like, what's that scary movie where everyone goes to the summer camp and like the evil demon thing starts killing them off one by one? That sounds like about a dozen scary movies. I know. <laughs> That's all I could think of when they describe it that way. And I'm like, oh, right. It's an evil death camp. Golden yes. Golden Week is a week from the 29th of April to early May containing a number of Japanese holidays. Probably Golden Week. They usually okay. get a week off for Golden Week. And since we know it was April earlier in the season, that's right. probably so. what this is. So, But they're going on vacation. And she says, like, oh, yeah, we're going to a Lakeside Hotel. It's apparently a, a, on the side of a lake. And then they're like, oh, Honoka, weren't you going on vacation? And she's like, oh, yeah, we're going to this, like, mysterious haunted place. I'm super stoked. (laughs) And it's like, you're a magical girl who transforms because of magic. Why are you so excited about magical, mysterious things? Like, (laughs) my thing, what I wrote down is Honoka knows no fear. Yeah, that's that's fair, too. She's not afraid. Like she's not afraid of ghosts. There were those robbers. She wasn't afraid of the robbers. She, <laughs> she like, like you could just like list off things to Honoka and to her. They're all interesting. Yeah, I don't think there's like an animal yet that she would be frightened of because she's a scientist. So you get you tell her, oh, there may be ghosts, and she's like, oh, that's really interesting. So, but her grandma's taking her to this weird haunted hotel, and that's their thing. And you know, obviously. No spoilers, but spoilers. It's the same hotel. They're going to the same place. What? What? Uh, oh, actually, so and now I know why I was asking about. Um, I finally found where it was in my notes. The reason why I was asking, like, how long is this vacation? Because the Nagisa and her family show up to the hotel with like three backpacks all together, <laughs> and I'm like, how the how long are you going to be on vacation? Like. Is it just a night over? In which case, I guess a backpack would work. But really, where is your luggage? Hmm. I'm just so confused. Anyway, they um they go to this hotel, and my f- f- new favoriteest character shows up, which is this creepy old guy who like magically pops up and is creepy, and just I am like, yes, you are my favorite. Yeah, he just shows up. To be like, hello, this is not a spooky hotel, except it is. 
It is a very <laughs> spooky hotel. And it doesn't help, like, the house itself is kind of looks like a museum, which made me super nostalgic because that was kind of the house that I grew up with because we had a hell a ton of antiques all around our house. So oh, I was that's like, awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a hell a ton of antiques and stuff behind glass. And like the lamps were at least 50, no, 60 years old and glass. So. It's like, what's wrong with this place? I don't understand. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so Nagisa's family goes into this hotel, and surprise, surprise, Honoka and her grandma are there too. Wow! And they're like, I've... "Wow, this sure is some kind of coincidence." And I wrote down, "Grandma set this up for sure." <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get to the reasons why Mipple and Meeple uh, think of the reason why this um, coincidence or, happens too. They... Um, so they're there. Uh, spoilers! It's because their desire, their horniness, caused it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so they're here at, uh, and they're all having dinner together. These two families of in-laws, because their daughters are married and in love. Uh, <laughs> well, and then like um, little brother Ryota is also like Hanukkah is the best. She's so great, and I'm like, ah, oh, the simply have the same taste in girls right it's so cute but they're having this dinner and uh the dad makes a dad joke and i and i was very happy to know that dad jokes transcend culture right although i like i didn't understand it but i assumed that it was a dad joke just not translated well yeah no it was definitely a pun based on the word nobel and a word for like the science but like it's, it's fluid I'm, yeah I'm there was translate yeah definitely a dad joke mm -hmm. i actually really appreciate the fact whenever we see shows where the dad is like a, a dad but like he actually does a job and he's nice and he loves his kids and but he's also kind of a loser but not in like one of those like um sort of he drinks all the time and actually is an unpleasant person to be around this guy just seems like someone who is great to be around and is just awkward because his kids are like ugh dads <laughs> yeah he's like a you know he's like a like your prototypical like dad dad right uh, that i didn't think actually ex I, I never realized actually existed outside of media so that's always nice to see yeah and so, meanwhile, Nagisa keeps keeps tempting uh, Ryota with like, hey, hey, the girl you like is here. <laughs> uh, and uh, Honoka and Nagisa are, after dinner, they are hanging out and talking, and they're saying like, hey, it's weird that we're both here, right? And that's definitely gonna invite some bad attention right like the enemy could already be here they could be in this cabinet <laughs> and, <laughs> and it, then they it's, open it yes and it's poisoning and it is just it is the best little like just delightful little comedic scene where they open it see poisony close it open it poisony is not there it, it's just wonderful yeah they open it poisony's <laughs> right there 
they close it and they go hold on no wait a minute they open it and she's gone and they're like yeah no that was that was just our imaginations we probably didn't see that and then as soon as they leave the door slides open and poisony who has squished herself down into the tiniest square like pops out of this cabinet going like oh man that was close yeah. The way she was just shoved in the cupboard, I had to pause the video because I was laughing so much. Yeah, it was great. It's just... It was a really good scene. And so after after those poisony shenanigans, Mithil and Methyl realize that they're close to each other and on vacation. And they come out to have some vacation sex. And and they add, like, a new element to their, like, sexiness, to, like, their sex play with food. I know I'm like... Why are you doing this? I do not need to think about food play with these stuffed animals. God damn it. I want to know how the chef knew where they were and what to make for them. Because they slide the little food cards and then they both get to have a beautiful, like, fancy, traditional Japanese in dinner together. Presumably, like, like, maybe they have, like, GPS. I don't know. Magic. (laughs) They have GPS magic on the show. There you go. So anyway, then they're talking in the gift shop, I think, is what this is. Um, and they're looking around, and they're talking, and Ryota's there. And Spooky Inn Man is like, hey, you want to hear a spooky story? <laughs> and tells them the story of a young, of because there's an island out in the middle of this lake that they're next to it, that they're next to. And the, on that island, there was a young woman, and two different guys fell who were best friends they fell in love with her right and they had a duel to figure out who would have her but then they both killed each other in the duel and she was sad and she turned into a tree and then they took their as you do (laughs) as you do when you're sad doesn't everyone else turn into a tree when they're sad if you're in some kind of like folk story you've got to turn into some kind of plant that's true that's true (laughs) so she's sad she turns into a tree and they take the armor of the two guys the red armor and the blue armor and they put them in they enshrine them on either side of the tree and sometimes when you're there because the woman played the flute you can still hear her playing the flute and if you go there at sunset and pray to the shrines and make a wish it will definitely come true which I don't actually understand how a young woman's tragic death, like, well, three tragic deaths can cause someone to, like, make wishes come true. Like, what would yeah. the, I, I don't know. It seems odd, but. It's also a magic flute tree. That is true. That is it true. Is- Yes, it's a magic it's a magic flute tree. And so they're talking to the guy and he's like, Normally it's too foggy to go out there. So you will never get so, your wishes ever. And the girls are like, Oh yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. And Ryota's like, I wanna go too. And, and Nagisa's <laughs> like, uh, no. If you don't come with us, you can have a whole a whole day tomorrow with Hanukkah. Your one and love. Hanukkah, like, <laughs> without actually asking Hanukkah's permission. So basically, she hoard out her best friend. And it's like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> we know what kind of person you are, Nagisa. And Hanukkah's just like, what? <laughs> and then, but when he agrees, Nagisa says, oh man, Ryota's so simple. And I was like, Nagisa, 
You are no more complex than he. Simple runs in this family. So anyway, they go out to the lake and there's a totally not at all suspicious guy in a totally not at all suspicious boat. I was like, oh man, new character that I will definitely care about. (laughs) Totally, because he's totally not at all suspicious. Right. Um, And he's like, oh yeah, no, I can go even in this very heavy fog. I can do it. And the girls who were just moments ago being like, hey, like we should probably be super extra cautious because like we're definitely going to get targeted here. Forget everything anyone has ever been taught about stranger danger. And are like, (laughs) yeah, we'll just get in this boat with this guy. (laughs) Well, and they know Poisony can like shapeshift. Too. So I'm just like, well, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair to the dumb villains, these girls are real dumb too. <laughs> yeah, and actually, rather than like just drowning them, like 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 the bad, dumb puppies that they are, like Poisony actually takes them too. I mean, the lo and behold, Poisony is in fact the the boat person and takes them to the island like you could have just drowned them in the water like just tipped them over and they would have drowned it would have been fine (laughs) no she takes them to the island and they're like okay we're gonna go we're gonna go pray before sunset and they go and they walk up this gigantic hill and they find the two suits of armor and the tree and then the Kenas, who have possessed the two suits of armor, jump out into giant armor samurai monsters and attack them. Mm-hmm. And at this point, there's like a really, there's a really, this is a very funny episode because there's a very good joke where they, the two Zakenas jump out and the girls just go like, uh, so did you hear that? Did, nope. Did you... <laughs> did you hey so uh and they're just like frozen in place and then finally like acknowledge the big old monsters uh which is pretty good it's there's some really just nice comedic timing in this episode which i think may be why i like this one too like Mm -hmm. yeah so then we switch to seeing out what the other, the rest of the actual important people are doing, <laughs> <laughs> aka uh, Nagisa's and Honika's family, who are all sitting around and having dinner. Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing must have been lunch. Yeah, I don't know. I I was question marking that too because. But they're all sitting around eating together, and they're like, "That's where's Nagisa and Honika." And that's when Ryota says, They went to this island. They went to this island because they want to go get a wish. And obviously all the adults are like, oh, well, that's not great. (laughs) You should probably (laughs) go get them. (laughs) Two two young teenagers unsupervised on an island. Yes, that that causes a concern with these people. And everyone's like, well, I'll go get them. And the dad's like, no, I think it'll be faster if it's just me. Right? And he runs out to the dock and he's like, hey, are you taking any boats to the island? And they're like, oh no, there's swamp today, so there aren't any boats. And he doesn't stop to ask, wait, so how would Honoka and Nagisa have gotten there? He 
never once doubts that they went to the island. Uh, no, because clearly he has been around his daughter. <laughs> and so instead he steals a boat and he yeah, starts just flaps out, the out steals it. It's great. <laughs> but it also appears he doesn't even really know how to row a boat. No, yeah, and like then he, he looks... loses an oar and he's going in circles. Yeah, it's pretty great. Because he doesn't understand that when you lose an oar, you switch from one side to the other. You switch okay. from, like, has has he never been in a canoe? You switch from one side to the other. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the island, the girls transform and they're going to fight the giant samurai monsters. At one point, the blue samurai swings down a giant sword at Hanukkah and she seemingly stops it between her hands. Yeah, I was like, oh man, this is so cool. But in fact, a tree caught it. But I was still like, yes! It was so great. <laughs> Honestly, it was cool that she tried, even technically her that did it. Yeah. And That's like, some they're, bravery. They're, yeah, they're doing really great for like kicking and punching 12 foot monster uh, monsters. So uh, it was pretty, it was a great fight. <laughs> yeah. And so. They're having this really cool fight, and then uh, Nagisa hears her dad, and he's like, and she's like, "No, wait, no, this is very bad. He's on the island. We definitely have to take care of these monsters ASAP." But their fight is not going well. <laughs> and then, no. as they're about to get, you know, all sliced up, and as Nagisa's uh, well dad is maybe about to get all sliced up, there's a flute. Dun dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and then it's like and it's like oh hanukkah and um nagisa finally hold hands and use um gay magic to yeah interestingly because yeah. they use the rainbow therapy instead of the marble screw which i thought was odd too but i was like okay i guess it was like they were trying to heal the ghosts of the of the samurai instead of that they were trying to destroy the zakena which is yeah. an odd distinction um but when they did I mean, it does ask a lot of questions of like how far rainbow therapy because clearly that means that rainbow therapy doesn't just have to heal living humans it can heal other things and like we knew it could heal a bear and i guess i just like how living does something have to be for you to use rainbow therapy instead of marble screw to fight the Zakena. Like, if Zakena possessed, like, a slime mold or something, I... which would you use? <laughs> right. Or maybe it was because, like, the souls inhabited these ones, so I I don't know. I don't know. Luke, um... like, overrided Zakena in some way, like, in some way of, like, m the memory of the samurai or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I I forgot this note that I wrote down because they're running around looking <laughs> earlier when the dad's running around and he doesn't find the boats, and I worry that I'm like, why didn't he assume that they went somewhere else? I wrote, does Japan have Amber Alerts? Because <laughs> <laughs> this a good feels question. like the time at which like you'd let everyone know, like, hey, our daughter thing. I'm gonna go here to look for them, but maybe other people should look other places. <laughs> Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, so they they defeat the samurai, and Poisony's like, "Well, that didn't work out. I'm out." 
Uh, Nagisa's dad finds them, now not transformed, and he yells at Nagisa. He's like, ah, you idiot! I can't believe you did something so irresponsible! I was, and like, you know what that kind of way that parents do when they're really, really worried about you? Yeah, it's definitely the worry yelling. Yeah, yeah, and Nagisa is like, my dad yelled at me for no apparent reason. (laughs) (laughs) As you know, 13-year-olds actually tend to react to when their parents yell at them when they're worried. So, I totally related to that. Yeah. Uh, also, really obvious reason you, like, ran off to an island. Right, without telling your parents. Like, you didn't even lie and say, like, we're going to an island for funsies or makeout times or whatever. Like, they would have gotten that. Right. Anyway, then they, they go back to, uh, to the, the hotel and we get another twist of the legend. Yes, they go back to the hotel, they apologize. <laughs> Grandma comes by and whispers in their ear, like, essentially, be careful next time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> or pretty much. Like, she's, what she whispers is pretty innocuous, except to me it still implies that, like, Grandma knows a lot more than she is saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she's like, hey, I heard your dad yelled at you. and And she's like... Yeah, and Nagisa's like, yeah, he did. He scared me. And the dad, like, whistles and walks off like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not scary. (laughs) And that's when Grandma's like, hey, you know there's a different version of the legend. And a creepy in-man shows up to tell them the other version of the legend, which is that the two men in red armor and blue armor weren't fighting over a girl. They were fighting side by side against invaders, and they both died protecting her. Which feels like a really, like, big change from the other version. So I'm not entirely sure I understand how legends work in this show. This this honestly makes a lot of sense to me. There were a lot of urban legends where I grew up, and there were, like, nine different versions of each one. Like, okay. how did the Finley ghost become the Finley ghost? I don't know. How many stories about a drowning person can you come up with? That's how. Like, okay. <laughs> that, okay. So, if enough people get their hands on it, they'll, they'll twist it. And depending on how long it's been, like, it can get that's true. different ways. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, because I can also just see people being like, yeah. like, people not really knowing how. And, and so just looking at what they've got and being like, well, here's what could have happened that makes for a good mm. story. So the grandma says, you know, they died protecting her because to both of them, she was the most important thing in the whole world. And Augie starts starts thinking about how, you know, to her dad, maybe she's the most important thing in the whole world. Uh, And and then we actually find out that dad says, basically, these are my children are the most important things to me, which it was just really nice to hear. Very sweet. And then he's all embarrassed about having said it. He's like, you know, now that I have feelings, like I'm still a, a, you know, a A guy. Yeah. Yeah. Who is kind of irresponsible. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh. But he basically says like, you know, listen, I love you very, very much. And I was very, very scared. And I'm like, oh, dad. Uh, And then he starts making dumb dad jokes about the pictures on the wall. 
Yes. <laughs> and that then, was so great. <laughs> and then as they're leaving their vacation with all of their, they have apparently bought a lot of souvenirs. Yeah. Um, Despite having like no, it's like they bought no um, luggage so that they could buy stuff. Yeah, they probably had to go to the gift shop and buy just like basic stuff like towels and socks and toothbrushes. <laughs> yeah. And then both Ryota and Nagisa make fools of themselves because Ryota's like, because Nagisa's like, oh, I'll carry all those bags for you, dad. And then Ryota's like, right, and I'll carry Honoka's bag for her. And Honoka's bag is really heavy and all the gift bags are really heavy and they both look real dumb. And their mom's like, I can't believe that these are the people we care about most in the world. <laughs> Which feels about right. Yeah. <laughs> and that is uh, the episode. Jade, what were your thoughts on this episode? The humor in this episode was on point. It was... Definitely. Yeah. And also... Towards the end, there were some really beautiful backgrounds of the sunset that I really liked. Oh, yeah. I I actually, um, because I, I was going to note this earlier, that when they do, when they talk about the legends, they, they do this in this really lovely stylized way that I really, really liked. Yeah, um, they used yeah. A, really pr a really pretty sort of traditional art style for those. Which, um... I mean, we don't talk about the animation style because it, it's pretty much your typical animation style of that time period. So there's exaggerated features. It's it's not moe, but it's sort of like Cardcaptor Sakura-like. Yeah. Um, so it's really, and they tend to reuse certain scenes over on occasion. <laughs> so it's clearly they don't have a lot of money put into the animation part of this so it's really neat to see when it's like they had like two extra dollars to spend on doing neat yeah i'm doing some animation this episode reminded me a lot of an episode in the first season of sailor moon where usagi's family takes her on vacation to a traditional japanese hot spring and there's a legend about a monster woman in the lake <laughs> Oh, nice. And they, like, these are two very, very different episodes, but, like, you can kind of see, and that episode was also for Usagi about connecting with her parents and her brother and her family and, like, learning to lean on them while being a superhero. And so, like, you, I could see the shades of that in this, but, but this one might have been better. <laughs> It's okay, you can say that. This one, the, the, the one in the 90s Sailor Moon, there's, like, some plot because it's while it's while Mamoru is evil and indeed oh. and doesn't remember stuff and there's like on the one hand that episode has some of the like saddest Usagi seeing evil Mamoru and being like you really don't remember me you really don't know who you are I can't believe this stuff going on but like on the other hand the monster story that happens in that episode makes not a whole lot of sense this one made a bit more sense so... <laughs> but i really liked it uh so what would your rating of it be um i hadn't thought of one um it was just good it was good no i want to no, but i want to think of a rating okay. i will give it 10 out of 10 delicious vacation dinners yeah that did look good it looked so good. I, I will give it uh, six out of seven. Make is chewing a dick. 
dad being a good dad. How about you, Jade? Like, six out of seven for the humor. Yeah. Yeah. So then on to episode 16, which I had such high hopes for, like, um, for the trailer. Like, I thought, like, my my impression was like, oh my gosh, we finally see that Hanukkah has a crush. And then my hopes were dashed. Yeah, no, this, the this, we'll get into this episode. So episode 16, which on Crunchyroll is called Full Throttle Stress, It's Hard Being a Superstar. I'm pretty sure in the both in the fan sub and because you know i watch this both ways i'm pretty sure both in the Oof. fan sub and in the actual dialogue they're saying madonna yes they do which is not um, superstar so i don't know what this is doing why they decided to say superstar I, you can hear I, them saying madonna in english I, I don't know why they i i mean i was so confused over why they picked that particular name like where well yeah that particular title for her because that is entirely the opposite of what i think of when i think of madonna um i mean i think they were thinking like madonna is in like the virgin mary like right but she doesn't have any of the things that the virgin (laughs) mary is known for it was just i spent a while trying to work out which one they were trying to go for and i'm not sure I don't know either, right? Like, like, were they trying to go for the pop star or? Or the Virgin Mary, in which case the Virgin Mary is all about being nurturing and loving to other people and being saintly. And I guess they're trying to go with her being a saint, in which case they should have called her Saint Mary instead of, hey, anyway. I have a lot of issues with using the word Madonna to No, I can see why why the official translation went for the word superstar well yes but oh my it's gosh. also like not an accurate translation so i kind of appreciate the fan subs using the word madonna especially because there's a pun early on and granted it's a japanese pun but it's still like right a and pun like playing and i get also because like I, the only reason why I'm like uh, really aware of it because of that whole madonna horror dichotomy that we've been seeing in the west too that mm-hmm. i was sort of like mm. um so yeah, there was there were some issues with this. I kept almost no notes during this episode. Um, yeah, so I did. Um, cause I had I was... get, like I, I had very few thoughts, and most of them weren't positive. We'll get into it. All right, let's. Yeah, I, this, yeah. Um, uh, I I mean, I, I think my other basic problem is like I feel like the plot really wasn't moving along either and like i can go with a couple episodes where it's like okay we're gonna punch the bad monster of the week and yeah (laughs) okay okay episode 16 um so this episode again opens with the dark king you know doing his whole monologuing about we need to get those two stones from the people of life and and you like it pans down to him and he's doing all this monologuing and i don't think this is meant to be a joke but he's not talking to anybody (laughs) i know it's actually actually paying attention to him either because like demon child and poisony are all like yes we have plans and it's like do you have a plan or are you just saying it so that the other one thinks you have a plan yeah because we get to like all the little all the little men and they're all talking to each other and they're like 
shit talking each other you know like they do yeah do you have a plan well do you have a plan will you do it do you have a plan and i gotta say i gotta say bootleg piccolo talks a lot of game for someone who has done jack all so far yeah he has a lot of expectations to live up to i'm just saying like because he spends a lot of time being like hey you guys really act together you're not doing anything yeah, a lot of like he's gotta be he's got his episodes are gonna be pretty damn good. For, they better be. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, but but and even after they have their little conversation, we cut back to the Dark King who is still like monologuing <laughs> to himself. <laughs> is he like practicing for when they show up, I or just this constantly whether anyone is there or not? Like. <laughs> Well, that would explain why, like the 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 um the evil demon children are like, yeah, whatever. I, like, yeah, why they're not t- taking the threats very seriously? Like, yeah. no, he says that when we first met him, he was mumbling to himself like that. <laughs> I like he's not actually no... sentient at all. He's like one of those pull string dolls or something. He's just a recording <laughs> that plays. You have to find the prism stone. <laughs> okay, Dark stone. King, we get ya. <laughs> pull the string it's tuesday he says this they have it like down to a science yeah when it seems like they're having conversations that's just then like role playing because they've heard him say all this oh <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> anyway so uh we we get this we get this we get we get a cut angle to like this uh, basically the girl of the week and i was like oh man it's gonna be a new um a crush or something and um like maybe we've referenced her before and we literally have like never heard her about her before in her life and i'm like no and we'll probably never hear about her yeah no it's just yeah. um yeah so we get her pulling up to the school in this Super fancy. Is it a limo or is it just a fancy car? I, I think it's just a fancy car. Uh, yeah. But in this fancy car, she gets driven up to the school and she thanks her driver. And you can tell she's very, you know, rich and whatever. And Poisony sees her and she's like, yeah, okay, that looks like someone to have fun, some fun with. Right. And she's like really, she's supposed to be like pretty with like um brown, like a hair that's sort of brown and it's in those like rich girl ringlets you know yeah rich girl ringlets yeah she's got rich girl hair which again i'm like i'm so confused that maybe she's supposed to look like the madonna too in which case she should be wearing more blue i i, I, I come know. i come back to that once in a while so um so anyway, um, anyway. Uh, nice is playing some lacrosse with the lacrosse team when everyone goes like hey hey there's something cool we all gotta go see they run to the gym where they're playing volleyball and the beautiful madonna girl is totally kicking ass on the volleyball court and uh, uh which by the way it, this is this is clearly a, a, a high school where like if you were good at anything sports wise everyone like excited in their pants so like boy girl doesn't matter you do the ball thing really good it's like instant sploosh yes and so everyone's everyone's absolutely going they're all creaming themselves over her fancy volleyballing um the volleyball gets hit towards nagisa smacks her in the face lands in her lacrosse net she spins around while all dizzy and throws it into the basketball hoop and it's cool and everyone applauds 
Right. Uh, yeah. And the other thing was like, okay, okay, this, this girl's totally a lesbian. She plays volleyball and I think she's cute. And then they never go anything further with that. And I was like devastated. No, they never go anywhere. <laughs> None of this goes anywhere. Well, well yeah. None and of that's... this goes anywhere. Let's be clear. A lot stuff happens in this episode none of it was worth like absolutely nothing was worthwhile in this episode yeah like there's not even like character development or anything there are no character arcs like nothing so anyway she's really good at the volleyball and afterwards they're all talking about oh man she's so good and nagisa is talking with her friends about like oh man like what club is she even in i thought that I saw her step in for, like, gosh, what is the list of clubs? It's like, oh my gosh, so in tennis club, but they know she's not in tennis club, and they go, she's actually in tea ceremony, and then I think window, and then it was something else, English yeah. debate club, which I yeah. liked as a club personally. Yeah, like so they're like. Oh, is she in? Is she in the tea ceremony club? No, I think she was just stepping in for them. Well, is she in the English club? No, I think she was just stepping in for them. Is, is she in the science club? And it's like, oh no, she actually is in the science club. Even though, it, like I pointed out, it's like if she was in the science club, wouldn't she have shown up for the stupid science expo? No, she's too busy no. helping everyone else. Which, right? Because like, Hanukkah says, like, oh yeah, she's in the science club, like as the official captain or whatever of the science club i can tell you she's in she's in our club and like she shows up as honoka and nagisa are walking home from school and she says hey thanks uh how are things going in the science club uh sorry i'm never there yeah because like no it's cool i know you're busy and it's like well well, yeah because honoka is an actual saint so (laughs) yes yeah the other thing too it's like a like we don't actually see her i mean i guess she helps she's a ringer in the sports clubs but we don't actually see her in other clubs doing any helping other students we've never she's seen been, her before this episode no For i mean that that's the, I mean, everywhere i mean basically that's the other problem with that is that we just created this random character uh, because we needed to like fill an episode in so so she stops she talks to hanukkah while she's there she like chides nagisa and nagisa's like oh my gosh senpai noticed me and hates me and i yeah. laughed at that she's like immediately like oh no she, like chides nagisa for for uh, the lacrosse volleyball thing and nagisa's like oh no i'm so sorry and she's like oh i think the like popular cool girl hates me and honoka's like no she doesn't hate you she's just like a real serious person uh, there's a lot of like we're telling you about this character because we will not show you anything and you have never seen her before uh-huh. in your life it's it's so bad it's and just so then the next morning uh... very bad so the next morning she's being driven to school again and she has monologues to herself about being a superstar and she drives by nagisa who's running school late and who doesn't quite make it and the girls stay after and they do a cute eraser dance because now he has to stay after for being late actually that was probably the only part of this entire episode that i was like this almost makes this episode worthwhile because it is the cutest thing and like really shows how their friendship has sort of blossomed and become stronger because they actually do like this improv dance thing with 
or um like chalkboard erasers it's just yeah because they're trying to clean uh, the erasers it, which also was like super nostalgic and um jade do you still have chalkboards we did very early on in primary school but like okay. mostly they were either whiteboards or interactive smart board things yeah yeah I, yeah i don't think i've seen a chalkboard since elementary school except when i would go to church because church took a lot longer to make the switch <laughs> i think our church or the church i work at has whiteboards too uh, so, like, unless you have chalkboards, you don't understand, like, the both awfulness of, like, cleaning the stupid erasers of chalkboards, but how great it is when you do it with someone else. Like, yeah. So. Anyway, um, Nagisa sees uh, Senpai Yuka is Mon the Madonna's name and is like, come join, join the threesome. Yeah. <laughs> do, like, you wanna, do you want to join our little dance? And she's all like, oh, no, maybe if I were younger. <laughs> <laughs> it's just super and she basically calls them children and it's super yeah mean. she's like like wow what like a what like a under the radar um, insult yeah like, like what an elementary what a cute thing elementary school kids do and i'm like that's super mean it is super mean so anyway <gasps> then later she's like walking home after school and she's thinking about all the stuff she has to do and she's seeing girls hang out and have friends and she's all like oh everyone else gets to have fun but i have to go to piano lessons and english lessons and i have to right. in order to be the perfect rich girl i have to do all this perfect rich girl stuff right and i'm like cry more poor rich white girl <laughs> she's not white she's japanese <laughs> but <laughs> but there is an element here's the thing is that this doesn't go anywhere no! so poisony shows up and poisony's well, like hey and she's wearing some weird fortune teller outfit well and that, actually that's just it it's like we don't find out why she feels like she has to be like a madonna like we don't know where they no, started we don't find out why she feels this way like why she feels like this has to be perfect except that she, the school is like you have been given this title but it's like oh, no why? we don't find out why she wants to do this and she also spoilers doesn't go on any kind of journey to re like she doesn't at the end she's not like oh i've learned to like stand up for myself or learned to enjoy my own wishes or whatever nothing changes no for her at the end of this episode so anyway poisony shows up she's dressed like a fortune teller for some reason she says i can see that you want to be out having fun uh, well, okay help okay you do that well all right my reason that the, my thought the only reason why she dressed up as a fortune teller was that she found this like amazing eyeshadow and was like i need to wear a costume to show off this eyeshadow <laughs> I think this whole episode, like, I don't think Poisony was actually trying to accomplish anything. Uh, no. I, how she has fun. Well, and actually, that's the other thing, too, is, like, clearly, we have seen Poisony actually think her way through this. Like, mm -hmm. the last episode with the armor actually was a smart one because it actually almost worked. And then this one, it's like, what did you think was going to actually happen? Like, yeah, she's, really? like, she's been so clever before. Like she was really clever with the with the two pretty cures and how she utilized brainwashing them. And yeah. she's like done some really clever stuff. And this was just like I mean, it was yeah. almost like throwing darts at a dart, like, you know, just throwing darts and see where they land. She was just like, Oh, there's someone, maybe I'll like possess them or whatever. Yeah. I guess it's Tuesday. We'll just have to execute a plan. I haven't got one. Oh, there's a girl. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's exactly. A... That is exactly how it went. It's a Tuesday plan. <laughs> so a whole bunch of Zaganas go into her shadow. So they possess her shadow and they turn into a whole bunch of replica her. And meanwhile, she's all brainwashed. Nagisa and Honoka are walking home and Mipple and Mephil start saying, we can feel something is coming to us. It's coming close to us. And Yuka walks by. And then she walks, and by, then she again. walks by again. And then like, and then multiple Yukas like walk by and then they like clearly there's like exactly one park in this entire neighborhood because i feel like this is the same park where they went to the first time they met poisony um and then delightful clone hijinks happen yeah and um, then and and poisony says like oh go have all the fun you want to have and so all these zakena yukas are like yeah we're gonna play in the fountain we're gonna eat popcorn and sit on this bench next to people <laughs> We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna make them horribly uncomfortable make them we're horribly just... uncomfortable which is what i've always wanted to do <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do really weird creepy children's games we're gonna steal this guy's skateboard and skateboard through an obstacle course made of other uses yeah it, it's and I like all of the people. I gotta. I just want to know what the people in that park are like thinking. They're like, "Is this like another Friday? Are we tripping balls again?" What? Right. Like, I just because the people are reacting to her like the mini hers yeah. like weird behavior, and I'm like, you don't see a lot of their reacting to the fact that there are dozens of this one girl, and like, isn't that weird? This is all going on, and. Mipple and uh, Mipple are like, hey, maybe we should transform. And Poisony's like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm here. <laughs> this is my evil plan, making copies of this one girl that I know you all adore because you met her at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. This was no, this was not a this was not a good plan. <laughs> like and so. Yeah, they then they do some running and some fighting, and there are a whole bunch of, of the Yukas in a junkyard, and they all close in on the girls, and then she's like, you can't fight back. One of those is the real one. And then, because she gave away before that this was all working because Zakenna possessed her shadow, Nagi says like, hey, I saw the shadow card episode of Card Capture Sakura. You know how you, how you single out a shadow? You shine a bunch of light on it from all sides. So she does that. Uh, Hanukkah does that, actually. Yeah, Hanukkah. Nagisa is, yeah. Hanukkah clearly, actually. Remember, Hanukkah's the smart one. Yeah, like, Hanukkah does a, a dumb smart plan. thing. <laughs> Sorry, not to plan. give credit to the wrong person. <laughs> Hanukkah saw the, car, saw the Shadow Card episode of Card Chapter Sakura and did the smart thing. Nagisa doesn't do anything at all, except when they single out the one Yuka takes out a marker which one she's transformed where was she keeping that two and draws like mean things all over Yuka's face it's awful and like the other thing too is like uh, like and Hanukkah like walks right by Poisony and Poisony is like okay cool whatever I don't know what you're doing but and they can't ruin my evil plan and I was just like man you are really just 
not on the ball today, Poisony. Right. And so anyway, then they single out the one and Poisony's like, no, that's not a big deal. I'll just have them all mixed together. All this and Kenneth start mixing together. I thought they were going to turn into a giant yucca. And I was oh yeah. Like, and I was like, kind of like, because I was already thinking this is pretty dumb, but I was kind of excited for it to get like campy, goofy dumb with a giant, yeah. with a giant. But instead, it just turned into a big zakena, and it was like a oh. really badly drawn zakena too. Like I'm not. Mm, I mean, this is going back to like one of our pro my problems with this is like sometimes it's really apparent when they didn't have money for animation, and this was one of those episodes. They yeah. used it all last week on the yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> so then they go and they like kick the Zakena and they end up getting sucked into like the surface of the Zakena. Well, and it's like, and a like, and like pool. Yeah, and it's like all right, now I remember that these like as dumb as poisony uh, poisony is, um these grills are like even worse because it's like this is a giant magical thing. Punching it is not going to make right? it less. Like, why are you trying to kick it? You have magic powers. Yes. And this is a magical thing. So anyway, but then Poisony, because Poisony is also really dumb this episode, is like, hey, Zakena, eat them. Yeah, do some vor <laughs> action. Time for some vor. <laughs> and so Zakena scoops them up out of its body where they've been <sighs> swimming, swallows them. On the way, they manage to get a hold of each other's hands. And so they blow it up with magic from the inside. Yeah. And then they go check on Yuka to make sure she's not dead. She stirs, so they go, okay, she's not dead. And then they just leave her unconscious there with stuff drawn all over her face. In the middle of a junkyard. In the which... middle of a junkyard! They just leave her there! Really? The, I mean, I, I, the best thing about this episode was the fact that we clearly see that everyone is a terrible person and they all deserve bad things to happen to them. So, right, which so, is really. So she wakes up in this junkyard all by herself. We see her going to school the next morning. Nagisa and Honoka are laughing at the thought of the drawings that were on her face. She seems not at all traumatized by the fact that she woke up in a junkyard with drawings all over her face. I'd be scared out of my mind. Well, yeah. I mean, she seemed more embarrassed that there might still be drawings there than the fact that she woke up. Unconscious in a junkyard with drawings all over her face. And anyway, yeah. so she hasn't grown or changed at all. She doesn't remember anything that's happened. And she hasn't learned to not be Miss Perfect based on the expectations of others. And no one grew and no one changed. The end. <laughs> there is uh, nothing, nothing absolutely, of no, nothing was gained. Absolutely nothing was gained. But my time was definitely lost. Like, no, none of the characters have any character arc in this. No. Like, none of them. There's no like, oh, I learned more about this relationship with another person. Oh, we spent like none. And it was no. very bad. It was. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so how would you grade that then, Jessica? Oh, um, I would grade it uh negative four out of ten. No giant girls. <laughs> yeah. How about how about you, Jade? <laughs> like 
zero for growth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would do uh, one out of seven uh, worst episode, except for the cute dance. Yes. <laughs> that was the only part of it that was like redeemable. Everything else was trash and uh, and ugh. Right. Just, ugh. Ugh. So that's it for this week. We have the preview for next week, which looks like it's going to be uh, strawberry picking boy time. Uh, basically, like farms are great places for dates. Um, and I was like, no, fuck that noise. Farms are the worst. <laughs> All you smell is uh, like poop. You poop. smell poop. <laughs> poop and mosquitoes get in your face and it's awful and you have to do work and fuck this noise. How does our school have this much money for this being I don't freaking field no. trips? I don't know, but I it looks like next week's know. gonna be a Fuji a Fuji P episode. I assume great awkward things. It looks great because she's going to be awkward and I will appreciate that. <laughs> Can, did you just say the school has enough money for field trips? Yeah. Did you did you not pay when you ha you went out somewhere? Very rarely. Like sometimes, if, if it was a big field trip, sometimes you'd have to pay like a small amount of money to get to go. But if we if we went anywhere, you would pay. Wow, like, really? Yeah. We had paid school trips, but they weren't like field trips. It was like, hey, a bunch of kids at the school are going to go skiing this weekend is like a school sponsored ski trip. If you want to come along, pay. But that was not like a field trip that you went on with your class. That was like an optional thing. All the trips were optional, but like you could stay in school. Oh, so maybe that's the big difference well, because our trips I, generally you... weren't <laughs> optional. Like if you had a field trip, you were expected to go. Like sometimes it was. So like, what happened if, like, what happened if you were poor? What did what did the school do? There was one thing you had to be able to like prove it if you had like free school meals or whatever. Um, you could ask for assistance, and then depending on your situation, they would pay a certain amount to the trip. Um, and that applied from the educational ones to like just the fun ones as well. Huh. Um, or you yeah. could stay in school and either normal classes or they'd put something special if like everybody was on a trip. Yeah, I, I actually don't remember how we paid for field trips because uh, my family had money at that time. So there was never any like, don't worry, like any worry about whether I could go on it or not. So I, um, on very rare occasions, would have to go home and ask. But most field trips, it was just free. It would be like, oh, we're going to go see, you know, this play and then we'll talk about the play later. And like, you weren't expected to pay anything. Like, that's just what you were doing. We were all going, we're all going to go do this thing. Yeah. They were usually free. If they cost money, it was usually something like some kind of special program thing. So like the fact that I was in the gifted program or something, we'd get yeah. like, like, I don't even think right. we paid very much when we went on our class field trip to Seattle for a weekend. No, I know that we paid, I had to pay a lot of money to go down on my, down to Chicago, but that was orchestra. Yeah, extracurricular <laughs> stuff you'd have to pay, but for like class stuff, they would either try to have you not pay at all, or at least minimize it as much as possible. Like, so I think we did have to pay a little bit to go on the Seattle trip, but it was like, compared to what they were spending to send an entire class of kids to Seattle. It was almost the opposite for us, because if you, like, when the sports teams went, 
somewhere, which wasn't very often. It was normally like down the road. Remember, they they wouldn't mm-hmm. pay, but like yeah, yeah. Huh. So anyway, <laughs> so for all you listeners out there, we will see you next week. And once again, we're watching episodes. I've already forgotten which episodes are we watching. Seventeen. Yeah, 17, 18, and 19. Episodes 17, 18, and 19. I am Cure Jessica. You can find me at timemachineliveblogs.tumblr.com. I'm Cure Jade. You can find me at theneptuneviolin.tumblr.com. I'm Cure Frick. You can find me at drasnianfrick at tumblr.com. And uh, until next week, stay magical. Or something. I still don't know that I want that to be our send-off. I don't know. I ha- we haven't found a good, like, catchphrase yet. I, may- I Like, I keep hoping that there'll be a good one for the show. Like, yeah, we'll that one will one. just emerge from the show itself or something. Yeah, well, something will come. Something yeah, will yeah. come. It'll happen. <laughs> or not, you know. <laughs> or not. Or not. Well, we'll just periodically have these talks where we're like, well, we need somebody to start off. <laughs> just crying. Crying can be our send off. <laughs>